gosh, it's so exciting. I'm feeling very overwhelmed after that lovely introduction, Pastor Vaughan. Um, so when I heard that I was doing a message on relationships, um, really you could do a six-month-a-year series on that, couldn't you? Because there's just so much and it entails every part of our life. Um, and it's hard work, but it's the most wonderful, amazing journey that any of us go on is the journey of relationships That's because right. they're many and varied and they have lots of um, ebbs and weaves. And I've got so many notes this morning and I'm going to get in trouble. Actually, I should have a clock of some description because I'm not great on time. So... Um, I don't want to bore you to death. When I hear you snoring, I'll know to stop. But it, it really, every relationship frames who we are and where we're going. So where are we going and who we are? And a lot of that is, is encapsulated by the people that we hang around with and the, and the people we do life with and the people that speak into our world. Um, so, you know, you could do a week on a marriage relationship. You could do a week on parents. You could do a week on friendship, a week on work associates, a week on children like there's just so many areas that that it encapsulates and and God created us that way so he created us in the beginning was our relationship with him and then that still wasn't enough and so he created us to be with people so so he's he he's actually designed us to do life together and that's how it works and so and so we need to embrace relationships not um, shrink back from them and at the end of the day, everyone's looking for a true friend, aren't they? Everyone just wants that true friend, not just acquaintances, but people that c can be there when you need them the most. And we all need people at some stage. Um, Romans 12 verse 16 says, Be friendly with everyone. Don't be proud and feel that you are smarter than others. <laughs> Make friends with ordinary people. And in the NIV, it, it finishes that statement and it says, Do not be conceited. And I thought, oh, like, I actually don't really know what the mean, what conceited means. So I got my little dictionary.com. I have noticed with my preaching that every single time I preach, I do a, a dictionary word search and I, I always give you a meaning of some word and that's to help me process. But conceited means having an excessively favourable opinion of one's abilities or appearance. I thought, how funny is that? So basically, you're up yourself. And so, so the Bible said, don't be up yourself, okay? And... And that is such a great indicator by who you talk to. And I love church life. I love it. I just, I just want to say that this is my favorite place to be every single week. I love you all so much. And when I'm having a tough day at work or with kids or whatever it is, you know, Sunday morning I go, ah, oh, okay, I'm back in my sweet spot. Does it hurt sometimes? Do I know people don't like me sometimes? Do people offend me? Sometimes? Any of that stuff? Yes, of course. But at the end of the day, it's family. It's that place where you, I want you to feel that you come and you belong and you fit and you contribute and you are loved and you be loving. Um, and really, Jesus is the ultimate example for us, isn't he? Like, he broke every social boundary. He was, he was a rebel. He was wild. And he, he did things that were completely unacceptable. So, he... He hung out and 
allowed a prostitute to be kind to him. He, he allowed a man who was hated in society because he ripped people off. He, he embraced people that no one else would embrace. And I just think that if we can, like I was going through the Bible and it actually did my head in because there are so many scriptures about how to get on with people and how to do life. It's just amazing. And people, human life hasn't changed. People's character haven't changed. And so, so what we get out of the Word of God is completely applicable. applicable. Um, Oprah Winfrey says, lots of people want to ride with you in the limo, but what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. <laughs> Amen. And I don't like buses, so <laughs> you would know I really liked you if I caught a bus with you. <laughs> and so often we fall into that trap of taking relationships for granted, don't we? And I think the closer you are to someone, the more yourself you, you can be. Um, and, but having an ability to build and maintain healthy relationships is the single most important factor on how we get along in everyday life. And so, obviously, you need skills and you need brains and you need all these other things. But what do you bring? What do you bring when you walk into a room? What do people say about you when, you know, what, what feeling do you bring? And, you know, I laugh at, at my current job. I've had some challenges um, with the technical stuff. But they've, they just kept renewing me and it's because I'm a bit technologically retarded as we all know but I but I think they like that feeling and I tell them it's God and I say to them I've been praying for you about that and they're like "Hmm, okay right or they'll come up to me oh guess what that thing happened and you know I've got all these little secrets running around in my head at work different people because there's that feeling of safety it's not me it's not my personality it's the Holy Spirit in us that draws people. You have an incredible gift. And I was thinking about a lot of Christian kids or Christian young people that I know, um, and all of them that are full on for God, they're doing great. They're thriving. Like God has designed us to thrive. And are we going to have all our yucky bits? Of course. But if we can learn to love people genuinely and like people genuinely, it's a big difference between liking and loving, and you get where I'm going there. But if we can learn to master that, we're going to have an incredible movement in this city because people, and I've just, I'm going on a tangent, I know I'm not meant to do this, but I've just been feeling a real burden for, which is incredible that this is all happening with young people, but I've just had this incredible burden for for teenagers and young people. And you know what? They are going through, it's so hard for them. And, of course, because I'm on a tangent, I don't have any, anything to back it up. But I know the statistics are really high for teenage suicide. And yet they are so connected. They are so savvy. They've got Facebook this and Snapchat that. And, oh, I don't know, Faye and Sam are always on something. But it's like, but yet there's this incredible loneliness. And it's like a lostness. They're, a lot of them are so lost. And, you know, embrace young people. Embrace teenagers. Embrace kids. Don't be scared of them, because I know I used to be scared of teenagers. They are scary, because they just grunt and stare at you and (laughs) groan. But they're actually people, and not only are they people. Well, they're sorry, but you know what I'm saying. They're people, but they actually, amen, but they actually, they have really strong feelings and really strong opinions, and, and so, you know, embrace them and love them. I love you, Ruby. 
I love you, Anthea. I love you. I better stop. I've missed someone out. But they're just incredible. And, um, okay, Robert Woodroff, the former CEO of Coca-Cola, says many individuals and organisations perform only a small degree of their potential success or fail entirely simply because of their neglect of relationships. They take people and their actions for granted, yet these are the people who will make or break them. People will make or break you. And I think it's a, God will allow people in your life that you either don't like or think are possibly beneath you. I hate to say that. Um, and, and, and test how you treat them. Everyone who's got money has got heaps of friends. And I think, and I know I've said this story before, so excuse me if I'm boring you, but when Ward and I were young, um, so I've been in high-level leadership church-wise since I was 19, and Ward wouldn't let me go to his connect group, and so I had to start my own. And the people in that connect group were just hysterical. No one was close to my age, close to my groove, close to anything. They were just really um, different to me. And so as a 19-year-old and you're trying to lead people in worship and you've got one lady who's got male vocal cords, another lady who's actually actually had a beard, we've got someone else who just sings so off-key and a Bricky's labourer, and you're trying to... And it was just like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing here? And then at one stage, Ward and I, once we got married, had a connect group, and it was full of all the... probably the socially challenged people in the church. And it was a big church. And... Um, but we loved them. We really loved them. And it's like when you take time to talk to someone one-on-one, you love them. It doesn't matter where they come from. It doesn't matter what their background is or what their bank account balance is or what their education level is. It's just this heart thing. And so get to that point and you will find doors just open up for you incredibly. Um, and some people are really talented and really gifted, but they're really hard to like and they're really hard to get on with. And, but what those people often don't realise is, you know, relationships aren't the icing on the cake. They're the cake. The cake is the relationships. The cake is the business. Okay? So cake is our business. Oh, yum. I love cake. Um, and, you know, the Lord is more interested in our character than our gifts and talents. So it's like, I hear this, oh, such an anointed man of God. Oh, he's incredible. Oh, what a preacher. Whatever. Whatever. Seriously. Because as you go in in life, that gets you to a point. But who's still standing 10 years later, 20 years later? Who's actually got the stickability to just keep turning up when no one else is turning up, when nothing's happening, when you've lost all your friends, when everyone's gone to the next trendy thing and you're sticking it out? That's what, that's what the Lord honours. And so you'll get, you get some talents here, but then that will run out, and then it's the character. You need that character to, to take you into the next. Thank you. Um, one thing I said to my boys when they started high school, I sat them both down individually. I said, right, I've got one word for you, and I want you to remember this one word. I said, the word, and they're like, love. Nice. No, none of those. I said, the word is reputation. From a negative sense, it's very easy to get a bad one and it's very hard to lose it. So if you want, once you get that reputation, that's what you're known for. So what's your reputation? 
And the most amazing thing is God can change that reputation. God can turn those things around and, and give you a whole new world. But at the end of the day, we have to ch- if we choose God and his ways and to live with that spirit of Christ in us, we will naturally naturally have that ability to forgive or naturally have that ability to be kind because that's the fruit of the spirit so when you have the holy spirit in you what are the signs of of growth in god love joy peace patience goodness kindness gentleness and self-control that is what comes out and people can't help but like that all right so how do we develop and maintain good friendships okay i'm just going to frame that as well by saying um, we need to simplify our expectations. Sometimes our expectations are so high that we set ourselves up for failure and disappointment. No one actually has to disappoint us because we've, we've already, we're already looking for the disappointment. We're already looking for the rejection. We're already looking for the failure. And that's, that stems out of a lot of different stuff. Um, you know, we've all come from different family backgrounds and cultural backgrounds and whether we were loved or not loved or whatever it is, there's that thing but so just just be aware of that of your expectations and you know what the the people closest to you or the people that you look up to the most are the most likely to let you down so because they're only human and at the end of the day Jesus is the only one that can fulfill you no perfect partner exists sorry Clinton Justine but they don't (laughs) you'll find that out not yet but you will and I don't want to burst your bubble no except you honey of course Okay, let's move on quick smart. All right, number one, readiness. Are you prepared for relationships? So we can size everyone up and give an opinion of everybody except ourselves sometimes. And so your image of yourself will influence and restrict the ability you have um, to build healthy relationships. So self-analysis is a really important tool to have. Can you look at the scriptures and go, mm, I probably need to change that? Or can you go away from a conversation and went, yep, probably could have done that just a little differently. Note to self. Not beating yourself up, but just being able to reflect and go, okay. All right. So I want to tell you this little story. So there was a traveler um, in a city and he saw this old man at the side of the road and he said, he said, oh, what are the... Um, what?" where have you been? He's told him the city he'd been. He said, oh, what did you think of that city? He said, oh, people were rude, arrogant. They were so suspicious and mean. You couldn't trust anyone. And the old man said, oh, yes, you'll find the same thing here. And then another traveller came past and said, asked the same question. How did, you find the, how did you find the last city you in? He said, oh, I found them generous, honest and friendly. And the man said, yep, you'll find, them, find that in this city too. And so... You take yourself with you wherever you go. And, you know, I hear so many, I just need a fresh start. I need, and you know what? Sometimes we do, but generally the eyes that you see people through is the eyes that you'll see people everywhere you go. So if you think, if you see people as like, oh, how gorgeous. And I get teased at work. They tease me relentlessly. And one of the things I get teased about is I, apparently I always say, oh, how cute. Oh, they're so great. And they tease me because I'm always positive. But... <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I could be teased for a lot more, but apparently I use how cute a lot. But, you know, it's like finding that nice side, finding that good side. And, um, and, then, and that will reflect how you see yourself and often how you see the Lord. Um, and the way you treat people will be remembered long after the words you, you use. 
it's that again that that the vibe of the thing okay Matthew 7 3 to 5 says don't pick on people jump on their failures criticize their faults unless of course you want the same treatment that critical spirit has a way of boomeranging it's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your face is distorted by contempt? It's the whole traveling roadshow mentality all over again. Playing a holier than thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your own face that you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Okay, point two, connection. Are you willing to focus on others? Albert Einstein says, a person first begins to live when he can live outside of himself. Oh, isn't church life so great for that? Living outside of yourself. And seeing things from other people's point of view and building those friendships. Um, if you've got someone who's always disagreeing and always <laughs> arguing, it's kind of draining after a while. Um, and sometimes we can diagnose the problem before, before we communicate. And I'm like, okay, I confess, I, that's probably one of my things I've got to work on. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You just need to do this. My voice. Yeah, no, no, but just do that. And it's like, well, you actually haven't heard what I've said. Yeah, 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 okay, just move on. And just taking that time to listen and focus on what they're saying. Okay, so imagine if you're going to an optometrist. I had to get glasses recently, and um, when I got my glasses, I had to go through all these tests. But if you're trying to help someone, you can't just say, here, have my glasses, wear those, because they're all squiff, because they're not purpose-built for you and that's the same with problems we don't we can't just give a classic one type of answer to every single person people want to be heard they want to feel known they want to feel understood and so it's understanding that that people have different lenses through what they see ask people to share their point of view we have to seek first to to understand and then will and then be understood. So understand first others. Yeah. Philippians two three to four. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be spirited, deep spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweep where you sweet talk your way to the top. Put aside yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. And there's that there's that incredible satisfaction. E.g., the scooter. Amazing helping others didn't we feel great we felt great such a great feeling okay point three trust can we build mutual trust the most common reason for a breakdown in any relationship is broken trust um ward and i in marriage counseling when we're seeing couples we will often talk about trust as a bank account so the more you put in you're staying above that line that zero line the more you take out you start to get into the red and so it's building trust long enough so that when stuff happens, and it will, that there's, and there's a withdrawal taken, there's still enough in the bank account to be able to push past that. Um, and so, and deposits are made by actions, not just words. Um, many people miss opportunities because they don't make themselves approachable. Being authentic, what you see is what you get. Are you authentic? Are you easy to talk to? Are you easy to read? Um, and so I had a, um, how do I frame this, an old fa a, a family member, it's not in my family anymore, but it was, I know that's weird, but it doesn't matter, um, and she, she actually became a Christian, and, but was fairly, um, 
bonded with her recreational drug use. And so she actually became really, really super spiritual and really, really out there. And now this was a woman who had, I haven't met many people that can absolutely capture a room like this person. She was incredible. She was, you just want, you were drawn to her. She had this amazing gifting. It was just really incredible. Um, But stuff happened in her life and she became completely unrelatable. So I'd be like, oh, hi, how are you going? She'd be like, she'd just stare, how am I? Uh, I don't know, that's what I'm asking. But you, like it just it became so difficult to talk and became just completely unrelatable. And so we want the Holy Spirit, we want Jesus, who is our ultimate guide and example of how we treat people and look after people. And, and we do that. And, that. and so we become more relatable. And unfortunately, that became less, less relatable, but becoming more rela- relatable. Um, And, you know, most people's hearts are good. I would say everyone's hearts are good and they want to do the right thing and they want to be loved. We're all made of the same stuff. Uh, But step back and see how you come across. Um, And God wants to work in us and through us for our best life, for your best life. You are going to flourish when you can apply some of these principles. Um, And I know I'm speaking to the converted because you're all incredible. Um, and I, I was talking to someone else very recently and they said, oh, you know, I just feel completely let down by God. I feel like God doesn't care. I feel like, where is God? Um, listed a bunch of things that haven't happened in their life and, and, um, and a lot of those things that, that the, where the disappointment lay related to relationships. And I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? Disappointed in God for certain relationships not working out, but God gives us a free will and... We're, we're growing in his image, like sometimes maybe it would be an idea in that situation to look at, at maybe your situation and go, okay, where do I need to change? Maybe I'm not approaching things in the right way. Um, okay, point four, on, honesty. Uh, most people do not have anyone in their life that loves them enough to confront certain behaviours or truths. Um, Proverbs 24, 26, giving an honest answer is a true sign of true friendship. And I mean that in love. Don't just tell people, oh, you are so, oh, you need to. But actually, and, and getting that right to speak into someone's life. You don't just naturally have the right to speak into someone's life. They give you that permission to speak to them in that way. And until you get that permission, you don't. But what the people that you do have that permission for, being able to tell them in love, hey, you know, you're just so incredible. And, and maybe, um, maybe you could uh, just learn to look, look at that person people in the eye when you talk to them or just something basic but do you know what I'm saying um, Proverbs 26 says you can trust a friend who corrects you but kisses of an enemy are nothing but lies so find someone in your life that can actually speak to you and and speak into your world that you trust okay um, don't use truth as a weapon Colossians 4 5 to 6 be wise in the way you act toward insiders outsiders sorry make the most of every opportunity let your conversation be full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone I'm really running out of time but that's a that's a whole nother session on evangelism you guys should have your we should have our testimonies up to date and personalized and know how to give an answer when somebody asks so we're here every Sunday we're in training we're building our spirit but also building our knowledge and we're building our confidence so that when we have an answer we've got something to say Um, and my last point 
Humility. Pride builds walls between people. Humility builds bridges. So I want to be a bridge builder. 1 Peter 5, 5. Clothe yourself with humility towards others. Um, sometimes we get so full of trying to, you know, prove our importance and our significance but that, that we might not want to give someone else a compliment because it might take away from us. But you know what? It only adds to you. Um, um, and how do we do that? We admit our weaknesses and admit when you're wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Um, that diffuses situations. I find as soon as you say, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Oh, I, I was wrong there. It really diffuses things. And it will, oh, yeah, oh no, that's okay. You know, it's just... Um, be patient with others' imperfections and idiosyncrasies um, and by being open to correction and instruction. Um, and humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. And if you're writing notes, I want you to write that down because that's a really big key. And so God, God wants us, this, I'm going to finish on this, Christians can tend to fall into two extremes. So we, we can be isolation or imitation. So in isolation, we can think, oh, I don't want to, mi- mi- I don't want to mix with the world. I want to be, um, you know, good and keep in my little community and make sure that I, I don't ever do the wrong thing and I keep separate. Um, and that's not going to win anyone for Jesus, is it? That's not going to. We can't be out there winning people and being an example by that. But then there's also the other side of imitation. So we get so much like the world that there's absolutely no difference between us and anybody else. And people can't see a difference and so they don't worry. E.g., you know, oh, I'm going to go to nightclubs and I'm going to do this and that. I'm not saying you can't, but hear me. Um, For example, because I want to fit in and show that I'm I'm relatable. Um, Or whether it's looking at things on the internet or swearing at work or whatever it is. It's like, actually, it doesn't build um it doesn't build respect in people for you at all um and so in that sense God wants us to find that balance and Hebrews 12 14 says without holiness no one will see the Lord and we want to stand out as human beings um and if we can't even say to people that we go to church each week then hello people say what did you do on the weekend do you say I went to church the Hindus have no problem with it. The Muslims have no problem with it. The Jews have no problem with it. You know, like, that's a point of, oh, wow, okay. And you get the first shock, but after that, they'll start saying, oh, how was church yesterday? And it's, you know, it's like we want to be, we want that holiness. That's where we're going to encounter God. And you know what? You've been hurt. You've had things happen. But the Holy Spirit, He is there as our guide and he wants the best life for you he wants you to draw close to him and in that place of isolation Jesus ministered he was with people and then he drew away and he spent that time building himself up in your prayer life I want you to build yourself up I want you to speak scriptures if you struggle with fear I want you to speak about that if you struggle with confidence around people I want you to speak scriptures into that there is a scripture for every single insecurity we have And every single one of us have insecurities. And when you have the presence of God on your life, the Holy Spirit can move through you. And you'll you'll get a boldness and you'll get a confidence on the inside that you didn't have before. So let me pray for you as we finish. Jesus, I thank you. God, I thank you. You give us life lessons, not to punish us, but to encourage us and to build us up, Lord. God, we thank you that you're a loving Father and you know when we feel shy, when we feel nervous, when we feel threatened, 
when we feel rejected, Lord God. You are there in the midst of every single emotion we feel. And God, I thank You. We choose faith. We choose to live according to Your will. We choose to live with Jesus Christ on the inside, that no, no situation we go into, that You're not with us. But Lord, You frame us and You've built us and You've made every person incredibly special and important for Your kingdom. Pray You give us a spirit of boldness and kindness today in Jesus' name. Amen.